Now, there's a point to this, so I just want you to work with me. Let's talk about Santa Fe. The school, the, re, the, the latest and perhaps the last school shooting we'll have to experience this year. But what do you think about it? What did you observe about it? What did you learn from it? What did you see? Anybody has any comments? So a generation growing up with uh, fear, uh, horrendous kinds of emotions all the time, and becoming adults sooner than they have in the past. Okay. And having to face life in a different kind of way. Okay. So instead of maybe the natural way that things have been developing for young people, it's... um, it's speeded up and it's life-changing. And, okay. Uh, there was a comment that one of the young ladies made, one of the students, that I thought was um, extremely disturbing when they asked her, you know, how she felt about the um, the shooting. And she said, well, I just uh, thought it was a matter of time. It's just happening so much here. It was like it was not the surprise to her that maybe it was not so long ago that she was expecting it because it has come it has become so uh, so common that it's almost the new normal my my take on it is that for a long time american society has sort of lived under the illusion of separation mm-hmm. thinking you can ship war away and your garbage and all these things and you know live in a society that oppresses certain people and that sells a massive amount of weapons, and I, I just don't think we can anymore. I think okay. thing, that story of separation is really falling, and the world is becoming more interdependent than it, it's ever been. Okay. And um, we 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 have to. I don't know. It, it's it's kind of disheartening to see that. Okay. I was just wondering if everybody's aware that it almost happened in Hendersonville. But luckily somebody reported the kid. Okay, the purpose of this exercise this something? morning was to... Oh, sorry. I've, ha- I've had this view for a long time. I think that the coverage is uh, way off balance as far as the person who does that act. Mm-hmm. And, and not to the people who suffer under mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And uh, a boy, young man from uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland just tweeted out the other day, David Hogue. He said, you know, we're glorifying these people. There's a lot of this copycat stuff. They get such intention, their pictures, their names worldwide. He said, let's stop doing that and focus on the people who have been injured and, and stop this, you know, obsessive media coverage, mm-hmm. which goes on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And here we are talking about it. Okay. Well, we have a different purpose we're talking about. What I would like to have you examine is, first of all, we are talking about one object or one dharma, which is Santa Fe, a school shooting. But even within our small community here, we have 
different points of view about what it meant or how it should be handled or how it should be seen. Now, why do you think this occurs? Well, I will tell you. It occurs because we are all looking at the same Dhamma, the same object, with different states of mind. We have different references, different filters, different colors of lenses that we are reviewing this object with. And so our practice of, our practice of mind training is to not just be aware of the object, which can be Santa Fe, which can be the breath, which can be anything, anything that asserts itself through the sense gates. But that's only one portion of the exercise. The other portion is to be aware, to observe what your state of mind is while you are observing the object. Is it steady and still and peaceful? Or is it agitated? Because the state of mind is what determines my reaction or response to the object that is impeding on the sense gates. It is not the object itself. How can we rationalize this? In my opinion, we can look at any event and determine whether it is something special or whether it has always been happening forever. Now this is this is where we start to determine how we should evaluate our experience. Is it personal? Is it raw? Is it different? Or is it it's just another Dharma, just another object? We've always had young people in fear of their lives, forever. It's just now it's transitioning into the total community. So again, it's important to be present without an agenda with your object, whether it be your breath or whether it be Santa Fe. And then you will be able to accept the presentation of the event without struggle. Everybody, and we've talked about this before, everybody is going to be presented with 
impermanence. And that's what we're really seeing at a deep level of truth. We're just witnessing impermanence. Would we rather have watched these young kids die from cancer? Because there are young kids dying from cancer. So just think about it. Just turn it over in the mind and ask ourselves, can it be avoided? I don't know. But one of the, you know, we talked, when we talked about Parkland, when we were studying and uh, expressing our opinions about Parkland, and one of the things that I posited in the discussion was that it's about anger and hate. It's not about guns. It's not about schools. It's about anger and hate. It's about the absence of mental facilities where people who are struggling with the abnormalities of mind can go to get some help. So maybe those who are wanting something changed, wanting something different, can lend their energies to groups who are advocating more mental health facilities. So that when we do have youngsters who are exhibiting signs, that they will have places to go with caring staff and people there to lead them out of the wildernesses of their mind so that they can become more responsive in their relationships in a wholesome way with those around them. So you see we have these different points of view based on states of mind. So, do you think that all of these aggressors, all of these people who acted out in unwholesome ways thought that they would ever do that. You know, they they didn't embrace that personality. They didn't want to be that person. Everybody wants to be happy and well-liked. Nobody wants to be the villain. But ultimately, it demonstrates that at a point in time, we become overwhelmed by the mind, whether it be wholesome or unwholesome. And so our responsibility is to purge anger and hatred from our own mind. Therefore, we will not be corrupted by, infected by, and encouraged to follow through on what unwholesomeness in mind suggests that we do about a certain situation. It's not about guns. It's not about safer schools in the sense of hardening them, arming teachers, putting more security in place. 
It's about encouraging people to understand how the mind works, understand how to evaluate the state of mind, understand how to rid themselves on the, uh, of the unwholesome elements that they find contained in mind consciousness so that they will not be influenced by, encouraged by, inclined to think that their solution is to kill those who are different. The young man in Santa Fe actually revealed, if you were listening, he said, I didn't harm the ones I liked. But he did not have the strength to discourage the anger and hate that was also in this state of consciousness. And this is what we need to do. We need to understand what drives us. And then to make a determination about how to create the environment and consciousness that will encourage the most wholesome responses at any given time, at any given day, at any given moment. We cannot control the external reality. We all want to be happy all the time, but we can't be, and we know why we can't be, because every day is not the same. Every moment is not the same. Every friend is not always the same friend. Every partner is not always the same partner. When we begin to learn that through our experiences, understand that through our experiences, we don't ask for that to be. We don't try to change out here. We got to change here. And when we change here, that changes out here. So, it is my opinion that we need to continue to develop our own mind. That we need to exercise the, the willingness to not be out here, but to be in here. And to be aware of what the state of mind is. And that's what mind training is all about. It's not just being aware of the object, Santa Fe, breath, thought. It's about being aware of the state of mind that is present with the object. Okay. Do you understand? So that's the introduction to what it is that you're really doing on the cushion. Finding out what taints, what defilements are contained in consciousness that color our experiences. Okay, any questions? Now, I know some of you have already started the process of looking inside and finding 
or being aware of the or observing the states of consciousness. And then the requirement is to apprehend the appropriate antidote to that state of unwholesomeness so that you can begin to incline your consciousness, your mind, toward the wholesome. But you've got to know what the unwholesome state is contained inside in order to transition it, in order to annul it, in order to eradicate it. Because there's always going to be something out here that pushes your buttons if you've got buttons to push. That's what life does. That's what life is. If it was always perfect and kind, we'd all be happy. We wouldn't have to be sitting in this Dharma Hall. We wouldn't have Santa Fe's and Parklands and Sandy Hooks and Columbines and Ku Klux Klans and young men being shot by policemen. We wouldn't have that. But we do. And we will, because everyone is not encouraged to or inclined to change how they think about people and things and places. So it takes an an intelligence, it takes a realization that we're working on the wrong wrong end of the horse. And that's why you guys are here, because you're, you've realized that and you're looking for a different perspective. So let's go inside and be aware of your object, whatever. That, the object is not important. That's the point. It's not important. It doesn't matter whether it's the nostril, the abdomen. It doesn't matter whether it's thought or feeling. It doesn't matter whether it's Santa Fe or heaven. But what's important as you are there in the moment with your object, that you are aware of your state of mind. Any questions? Yes, folks. So I just want to be clear. You're, you're saying you don't have to like the object or whatever it is that you're experiencing, but you do have a responsibility for your reaction. In other words, that's the only thing you can control. Is that does that make sense to you? Yeah, you don't have the, to like it. I don't like what happened. I don't Well you don't like or dislike. It's empty. If 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 there was some base of truth to the object, we would all have the same opinion about it. Okay? okay. So it doesn't come from the object. It comes from me. It comes from you. And if we can begin to relate to our moments that way, to understand that way with our moments, we will begin to Realign ourselves with, with ultimate truth. Okay. Try it. 
You know, I know it's a stretch. I know it's like, well, I don't know. But let's see. Let's give it a shot. Okay. So, choose your object. What works for you? Now, lots of people say it's the breath because it's always with us. But if feeling works better, or thoughts and mind objects work better, remember it's not the object. It's what we think about as we are aware of and observe the object. So let's go inside and do that, and let's come out and talk about it.
upon you. Wisdom. is to see and understand that this world is not perfect. This reality is not perfect. To just understand that that's the state, the nature of it. The goal is to develop the imperturbable mind. The mind that is still and at ease with any condition that manifests itself at the sense gate. The probability is very high that the people in the Congo, the people in Syria, the people in Cameroon, are not even aware of the event in Parkland. But they've got their own Parklands. They've got AIDS. They've got infants. infants. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Say it again. Yes, infanticide. They've got starvation. got babies dying. Everybody has their challenge at the sense gates. And by developing a still mind, you will be able to be with and be present with the events of the moment without disturbance. That doesn't mean that they're okay or that doesn't mean that they're not okay. The one who bows and the one who is bowed to are both by nature empty. Would you rather the children die from serving gas? Because they are. Or dictators and vicious people like Hitler or Pol Pot? Because they do. But all of these things that happen are just occurrences in Samsara. The only thing that we can change in the whole dynamic is ourselves. So, good luck on your purging. Much success. I see it happening here. I see a, a shift in the community. I see a expression of embracing. I see a happiness developing. But that happiness is usually short-circuited by the next event in Samsara. And everybody loses their minds again. Everybody loses their peace. It's just another object. It's just another moment. It's just another breath. So, thank you so much for coming and being here.
I thank Heather again for all she's done, all she does, and all she will do when she comes back. And all of our other friends in the Dharma, we appreciate you all. We love you all. None of this could be without you. And without all of those who have come before you, who are no longer here. For whatever reason, they're no longer here. But the reason they're no longer here is because of impermanence. So when we understand that, we, we stay in joy with what is in the present moment. We don't lament what's not here anymore. We just stay in joy with what is here. And the more you're able to practice that, the more you're able to establish that presence, the more your mind will be stable, undisturbable, no matter what's going on. What's that poem? When you can keep your heads when all around you are losing theirs? That's all it's all about. It's not that this is good or not good. It's just that the mind is still and realizes that it's just Dharma. It's just something that arose in the moment and it's gone away. Just another experience, another event in the ongoing saga of living and dying. Work with that concept of death. Think about how you'd like to die. I, you know, you hear stories about people who die doing what they love doing. Uh, Paniwadi was watching a documentary the other night about a gospel singer. He died singing. Jim Fix died running. You know. The young man out that played all of the crazy movies about cars, he died driving his car fast. I mean, ultimately, we feel that that would be the best experience. You know, the, the most joyful experience. Doing going, expiring, doing what you love doing. Unfortunately, most of us haven't found out what we love doing. But I say, make it simple. Enjoy life. Because you're always in it until you're not. May all beings be liberated from suffering. May all beings be well, happy, and peaceful. We thank you all so very much for all you do and all your support. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.